Good evening. You know, in the organization development business, a lot of times when we have a workshop or something, we do a thing called checking in. And that's simply saying, this is what's going on with me today. So just so that you know, we started out early tonight, but we hit some traffic. Oh, I'm sorry. We hit some traffic tonight. And the good news is we weren't part of the five mile pileup. <laughs> Um, but uh, the second part of that is, I had some really good slides <laughs> that I wanted to use tonight to convey my lesson. But it, it appears that uh, the technology that we have is so complex that we don't have the expertise here right now to make that happen. So I guess we'll just have to go old school, <laughs> like people did before PowerPoint. Do y'all remember that? Anyway, my lesson tonight, uh, the scripture comes from Psalms 133, verse 1. And it simply says, how pleasant and how, how pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It's wonderful to be in unity, amen? And, and sometimes uh, it's something that we can really take for granted. It's beautiful when God's people can, can work together. Uh, and, and really what I wanna talk about tonight is really about family. Uh, the blessing of family is really a wonderful thing. It's truly amazing. And actually being a grandparent is uh, a very special privilege. And for those of you who are grandparents, you understand this. Uh, as you might imagine, <laughs> While we were sitting on the beltway on the way up here, we had two grandkids in the background and they were just as excited and anxious and uncomfortable as we were to try to get here. And so it took everything that we had. We had to kick in all the grandparenting skills to keep from completely losing it before we got here. So why do I bring that up? I bring that up because that's family. And, and as much as you love family, sometimes there is some tension. Uh, and, and, and especially in this generation, you know, generations that go by, uh, things get a little bit different. Uh, for the boomers out there, let me hear amen from you. Amen. It's not as many as I thought it would be. <laughs> for the boomers out there, can you imagine questioning something that your parents said to you? I think that if, if the thought entered my mind to say something back to my father or to question what he had to say, that I would drop dead instantly. I mean, but, but, but this generation, they feel as though, you know, they have the audacity to sometimes say, when you tell them something, they say, why? Uh, and, I, and I would imagine that every time I have one of these experiences, I think of myself as a father and as a grandfather. And I think of our heavenly father. Some of these lessons that we learn how we must feel when these things happen to us. Just think how God feels when we do some of the things that we do down here. Brother Pitts is a preacher that was in Oakland, California. He's deceased now, but he, he was one of my mentors. He was one of the, the brethren that, that helped to, to bring me along and to nurture me. And he used to say his, his grandchildren made him nervous. <laughs> He says, 
You know how sometimes when you say something, I think that, I think that sometimes though we as adults, I think I suffer from AA. And that's not Alcoholics Anonymous, that's adult amnesia. Sometimes we forget that we were the same way. Uh, or we, I don't think that I was the same way. I mean, I know that if I thought about certain things, I didn't voice them the way that they do today. But I just want to say that family is very special. I just came from a family reunion, and I'm getting ready to go to another family reunion. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is that you discover a lot of things at a family. This is a family reunion, amen? We come together as a family, and it is it's really beautiful that we can reflect upon some of the experiences that we've had and some of the experiences that we will have. Since I don't have a slide presentation up here, I'll just, just have to read all the scriptures to you. Uh, John, the 17th chapter in the 20th through the 21st verse says, I do not ask for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, this is Jesus talking, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Imagine that our oneness, our unity, our togetherness demonstrates to the world that we are the family of God. Or the way we behave ourselves might dictate to the world that we're not acting like the family of God. What kind of expectation do people have of the children of God? Because sometimes, sometimes we show out, amen? Sometimes we uh, act like in John 8, 44. You are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. And this is where I really hate that we don't have some of the illustrations, and one in particular that I'll get to, I'll try to describe to you. But you remember Cain and Abel, right? Right, at, right from the very beginning, the first two brothers, how did they act? What kind of unity did they have? Uh, I imagine, if, I sometimes wonder to myself if, if, if Adam and Eve had had two daughters and two, instead of two sons, we might have a different situation. But God knew what he was doing. Uh, and, and at any, any rate, for whatever reason, Cain became so upset at his brother that he killed him. And sometimes we face challenges in life. I mean, just think about it. Cain had everything that he needed. Abel had everything that he needed. But still, they were driven to the point where they would be so angry at one or the other that they would commit murder. Now, it doesn't seem like that would be something that would happen to us in the family of God. But we have to really be on our guards. We really have to... To, to, to check ourselves, to make sure that we don't let some of those same evil things seep, seep into us. Cain and Abel were just the beginning. And all through the Old Testament, we see all kinds of family drama. We see all kinds of acting out. We see lies, distrust, fighting, backbiting, stabbing, arguing, favoritism, and yes, even killing. 
There are thousands of people that were killed in all the wars and the battles between the Israelites, the Egyptians, the Palestinians, the Babylonians, and all those kind of people. And there were those famous battles that we know of, that we can remember of uh, David and Goliath and the Battle of Jericho. This is all a result of people not getting along with each other. There was spiritual warfare with Jesus and Satan in the wilderness. And there was a conflict with Christians fighting over who would follow who. Some said, I follow uh, John. Another said, I follow Apollos. Uh, but the thing, and, and even today, we find some of the same sort of things. There are people who follow preachers. There are people who follow evangelists. There are people who follow folks who are just everyday human beings like you and me. But he said, uh, we, we read further on, uh, that in the end, one person plants, another person might water, but God gives the increase. We have to be very careful about how we uh, find ourselves uh, getting so caught up into some of the dynamics that are, are brought to us by human beings on this planet. First Corinthians one and uh, three, one through three talks about that. And he says, and brethren, I could not speak unto you as spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For you, you just couldn't handle it. And he goes on to say in 1 Corinthians 3, 4 through 7, for when one says, I am of Paul, and another says, I am of Apollos, are you not mere men? What then is Apollos and what then is Paul? They're just servants. And as I pointed out, God gives the increase. First Corinthians 13 and 11 says, when I was a child, I acted like a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. So my question is, in the great words of that philosopher, can we all just get along? <laughs> Why can't we just get along? Even today, we argue over things in the body of Christ whether we should support colleges or universities or whether we should eat in the building or whether there are Christians everywhere or are there Christians in denominations. We have even split into the disciples of Christ, the Christian church, the church of Christ, and amongst ourselves, the Boston movement and the, the Crossroads movement. Folks following all kinds of people and that does not demonstrate unity. But let us remember, let's focus on a positive light. Jesus says in 1 John 4, 7 through 9, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. He that loves God, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifest the love of God towards us, because that God sent his only begotten son to the world, that we might live through him. Jesus calls us to love one another, even ones who are the hard people to love. And you might not love me after what I'm gonna do in a few minutes here. I'm gonna ask us to consider how much we love one another. And I, you know, I want to ask you to stand up, but I will just ask you to consider the love that we have for one another. Sometimes we love each other, but we just don't say it. 
you know, I think growing up all my life, I don't know that my parents ever said, I love you. But, you know, they put clothes on my back and gave me food to eat and all that sort of thing. So I'm going to ask you to do this. The nearest person to you, just turn to them and simply say, I love you. <laughs> now see that wasn't so hard was it in fact it was almost fun one time I was at a funeral and I was standing next to this person that I had all kinds of contention with in the office I don't know why she didn't like me but for whatever reason we had tension all the time it was at a Catholic church but we were there in this assembly, and and at that point, oh, I'm sorry, you can't hear me. Oh, I'm I'm, the, I'm sorry. I, I I'll stay right here. Okay. Uh, the uh, the priest asked everybody to turn and hug the person next to them. This was pre-COVID, okay, so it was safe. <laughs> but this person that I was standing next to, I knew she couldn't stand me. She detested me, but you know, for the for the good of the demonstration, she went on and hugged me, and it wasn't so bad, you know. I, I it, it almost kind of dissolved some of those tensions that for somehow had been created, and I think that sometimes if we just stop and 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 recognize the fact that as the children of God, that we have to love each other, and not just each other, but sometimes we have to love those people that are hard to love. Sometimes we have to, to love people that are, as, as Brother Campbell used to say, your unlovable brother, because sometimes that can be us. Uh, and so we have to, in, in addition to trying to love those people that are hard to love, try to be the kind of person that is easy to love and try to do some of the things that are, are, are good and right in the sight of God. Galatians 6 and 2 says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfilled the law of Christ. Now at this point, if, oh, I'm sorry, I can't help myself. <laughs> at this point, if the videos had been working, I had this really cute video, and you probably have all seen it. You've seen the video of the two little boys that were just, they, had, they hadn't seen each other in like two days. <laughs> two days. And they saw each other on the street and they were just so happy to see each other. They ran up towards each other and hugged each other. I mean, and you could just, it, it just, if you were angry before you saw that, it just kind of radiated a, a sense of love. If you haven't, I don't even know where to tell you to go and look for that on the internet, but I, if you haven't seen it, I encourage you to do that. Sometimes when, when things are in a kind of a, a dark place and you feel kind of bad, you can go to something like that and it makes you feel good. Uh, sometimes when, when things seem really bad, uh, we as brothers and sisters in Christ can bear one another's burdens, amen? One of the things we always say at the end of our life group, especially during the time in which we were away in, uh, I guess, COVID-19 pandemic mode, it was a time where it was really important for us to reach out to each other, to talk to each other. To, to, sometimes I can remember calling somebody and they were so caught up with the notion that somebody called them that it just made a world of difference in their life. So I ask you again, in addition to the 
love bombing we did tonight, that when we get out of here tonight, call somebody. Think of somebody that's not here. Think of somebody that, that could probably use a, a call. And, and, and even if you don't say, I love you, say something that's gonna be positive. And so uh, as I conclude tonight, we know that God loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son to this earth to die for us, for us. He loves us that much. But even though he was a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered and being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation to all those who obey him. Now, a lot of times when things come from the word of God, we think it's a suggestion. It's a recommendation. It's a, a passing thought. This is something God told us that we must do. He said, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you love one another. If somebody walked in here and saw us interacting with each other, would they be able to tell that we are the children of God by the way in which we show our love to one another? Would they be able to tell we're the children of God by the way in which we interact with them? How many of you have walked into a congregation and spent time there and walked out and nobody said anything to you? If you know what that feels like, we need, or I would very strongly recommend that we as a family here never let that happen. If anybody ever walks in here that's not a member of this congregation, we should hit them so hard with love that they'll just won't be able to resist coming back. That actually happened to us in Texas. I think we went to a congregation there uh, and one of the elders that was here, his brother was worshiping there uh, and he had visited this congregation. Uh, and when we got there, I think it must have been about 300 people in that congregation. It seemed like every single person in that congregation came up and said something. It makes a world of difference. But Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And that is a commandment, that we love one another. And we also must have faith. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. How do we get that faith? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, because we know without faith it is impossible to please God, for he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he has a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. But you know, there are people that have heard the truth. We all know somebody that has heard the truth, and they just didn't believe it. It is necessary for us to believe what God has said to us. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. And that's and that's another step in the right direction. Jesus said, except you repent, you will perish. And Romans 10 and 10 tells us, with 9 and 10 tells us, with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And finally, 1 Peter 3 and 21 tells us that baptism now saves us, not the washing away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience towards God. And then once you've been added to the family of God, once you've been added to the body of Christ, it is necessary for you to remember those commandments that God has told us.
the way in which you conduct yourself, the way you live, the way you handle yourself, the way you interact with your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ is a, is a testimony that, that, that God sent Jesus Christ to this earth so that we could have salvation. So it's an awesome responsibility. Once you become a member of God's family, to be God-like. And Jesus set a perfect example for us. Now, not, we're not going to be able to be just like Jesus. But we can act, or we can really understand and do and feel the heart of God through his word. Because we know that all scripture is given by God and is profitable for a doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So as we study God's word, as we know what God has told us, as, as he parents us in, in the family of God, we know that there are certain ways in which we need to conduct ourselves and let people see that God really has sent Jesus Christ to this earth so that we could all have salvation. Now, I've said a lot of things uh, here tonight without the uh, assistance of uh, video, and I can't even walk out the pulpit. <laughs> and that's driving me crazy because I'm just kind of, but anyway, you, you've heard the, the message. Uh, I know that there are probably some of you out there on social media uh, really uh, apologize for not getting the message out to you earlier that those of you that dialed in at three o'clock, the now dialing is six. The message went out, but we're gonna have to convey that a little bit more. But I just want to, to, to emphasize the fact that uh, we are blessed to be here tonight. And, and we are blessed to have you uh, dial in on social media. And we hope and pray that as each day goes by, that we will realize the importance of having unity in the body of Christ. Unity in fellowship, unity in, in things that we do. There are gonna be things that we're gonna disagree on, but when it comes to things that are concerning our soul salvation, we ought to all be on the same page. And so uh, if you have any requests tonight, if you're not a Christian, now is the time that you can become a member of this great, wonderful family, the greatest family on the planet. If you are a Christian, if you are, if you are a Christian and you need the prayers of the church, now is the time when you can come forth and, and make those requests known. We know that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous avails much. So as we stand and sing the song of encouragement, I'm going to step away from the microphone and sing. <laughs>